the truth is, is actually children are smarter than us because they right. tap into their, their bodies. They tap into their intuition. They tap into, they might not have the brain capacity or the intellect. So, and when I say this, right, a child is not necessarily going to know not to put their hand on a hot burner. Mm-hmm. So it's not the intellect. It's not the intellect. We get to help build that. We get to help them build that. But when it comes to regulating themselves, actually, children are wonderful at that. We're excited to have you. So everybody, welcome back to Parenting on Purpose. I have such a gift for you guys today. I have Miss Nina Wilson, a licensed therapist specializing in helping kids uh, uh, regulate their emotions and also abundance. So this is such a a special near and dear topic to my own heart as I'm raising my children. And I'm just really excited to spend some time with you today. So exciting. I actually really love talking about this stuff. So um, I like talking about all of my work, but, you know, kiddos kind of hold like a, you know, special near and dear place in my heart. So I'm, I'm really excited to be here. You know, I've heard over years that you know the parenting is the highest calling motherhood fatherhood is the highest calling and then you don't really understand that until you're like in the throes of it and you really lose yourself in the throes of parenthood and now you have to you have people looking at you as an example and you basically have to figure that out for yourself and then be you know be a role model to somebody else and it really is a spiritual path at least i found i find it to be where you have to be so cognizant of yourself in order for you to grow so your children have the proper nourishment energetically and you know physically so that they can thrive and grow so the whole purpose of us being here is to give our parents the stuff they don't teach you in school to help you with those tools so that you can really show up be present as a parent and really enjoy that journey because it's such an unfoldment so when I find a beautiful souls like you who have um, specific tools for those toolkits, that's why I had to reach out to you and bring you on. So uh, why don't you start by telling us where you're at in the world and then a little bit of background about yourself, and then we'll just get into it and play a little bit. Yeah. Um, so I'm currently in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Uh, I kind of wanderlust a little bit. So who knows where I will be a year from now, but right now um, Santa Fe is absolutely gorgeous. It has been completely magical for me. And so I, I just adore it. I absolutely adore it. Really excited to be here. Um, it's a beautiful place. Very, very cool. Like sky connection. It's awesome. It's, it's gorgeous. I mean, every single day is gorgeous. It's been snowing lately. Gorgeous. The sky is the clearest I've ever seen. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Um, a little bit about my background though. I decided when I was very young that I wanted to be a therapist. And when I was in undergraduate college, I actually had a dual major in uh, therapy, but also family studies because family units were so, at the time, very interesting to me. I was like, I want, I, I love human behavior, but how these humans interact together and how it's different with families than it is like with friends or whatever else was just really fascinating. Um, and at the time, honestly, I was doing some of my own healing around my own family stuff. So it really kind of made sense for sure. Then as I was telling you earlier, when you get your bachelor's in counseling or therapy or psychology, you really don't, you really can't do anything with that. Uh, you can't become a therapist until you get your master's. So you, you just social work, social work, social work, which is pretty much all families, children, 
you know. Um, so I did, you know, work with a women's shelter, saw a lot of children there, uh, and, and, wow. and single women, uh, trying to leave domestically violent situations with their children and those dynamics. I worked there for 10 years. Then I worked in the social welfare system for several years. And then I worked in a level three school. Level three schools, for those that don't understand, are schools where when your child gets kicked out of daycare or school because of their bad behavior, they still have to go to school. Um, so level three schools are set up, they're actually set up to be more therapeutic. So we actually help with the behaviors and there was a whole therapy side and then there's the school side and it's wow. very intertwined and intermingled. So all day long, we're helping these kiddos through school, but we're also helping them. Um, all of them, all of the ones in our school had a trauma diagnosis. What age are they in? Are, are they different? Like different level three schools do different ages or like what yeah, was the ages um, that you were focusing on? It really depends on the school and it also depends on, yeah. on the state and the district and all of that stuff too. The Got ones, it. I mean, literally we had, um, man, 18 months, I think was the youngest that we had in our level three oh, school. Oh my gosh. So you can imagine an 18 month old getting kicked out of daycare because of their bad behavior, like. Um, and then it went all the way up to, we were able to have all the way up to, I think, 16. Um, I don't know that we ever had anybody that old, though. 15, though, for sure. Um, okay. okay. So I that's don't a range. Know like, what in itself, that's a lot. At 17, right? Like, okay. I don't know why that, that age was left out. Because in Nebraska, well, in Nebraska, you have to be 19 to, to be an adult. Got it. So, and okay. this was in Nebraska. So, yeah. Very okay, interesting. So, cool. so thank you for that clarification. So that gave you quite a lens between the women's shelter, the level three school, the social work. So with your good thing, you had a proclivity toward families because life definitely geared you that way. I think it saw in you a uh, skill set and said, all right, sister, here you go. Yeah, for <laughs> um, sure. And so, and so then the, you know, it birthed your, um, your therapy business and practice practice. And that's, that's awesome. So the, uh, if you don't mind, give us a little bit about like, what you've learned in that time, especially pertaining to parents, like what are some of the, the things that you saw? And as you culminate those experiences, what are some of like the recurring themes um, that led you to, to write the course that you wrote in the books? Yeah. So another thing that all of those populations had in common was trauma. So I'm a licensed therapist. I'm licensed in three states. My expertise is trauma, suicidal ideation, which is actually really high among kiddos, and um, psychedelic integration. So those are the things, like those are my expertise. I, when I was living in Nebraska and I was working with this level three school, I also had my private practice. And one of the things that I really realized about trauma is that you can't talk your way out of trauma and you definitely can't medicate your way out of trauma. Uh, the other part of that is, is that my office was right across the street from a military base. So you can also throw in that population of, of parents and children. And it is a completely different culture than anything else. So, and then obviously it's own types of trauma, right? Well, to me, you have military and psychedelics. You pretty much can't get any more opposite of that. So that's a fun little like Easter egg. The universe is like, here, figure that out. I will tell you that it's so interesting because a lot of the populations that I work with or have worked with seem very like so far out there. But they, we're all human. It's all the same. Like 
the trauma might, the, the traumatic experience might be different. You might, because we are each individuals, it might express itself a little different, but it's all the same because we're all human. Yeah. So exactly. Yeah. Um, we're all having a human with, experience playing it out in different ways. I love that. Love that. Yes. Yes. So with, with my experience in trauma and my, my own personal experience with trauma, um, I realized that, that those things were not, you can't medicate it. You can't talk your way out of it. And so it needed to be a very holistic situation or integrative situation. So I developed a holistic protocol to the treatment of trauma. And then I got trained in a lot of things outside of just therapy. I do energy work, yoga, breath work, meditation, functional medicine for mental health, obviously plant medicine, and those things. So there is yeah, a lot these yes. Tools. These are all yeah. tools. These are all things that go into that. But then being able to, it's really interesting, the difference between children and adults. Okay. Adults already have preconceived notions about who we are as a person. Um, we already have preconceived notions about how things should go. And we already have preconceived notions about how we should do things. But mm -hmm. keep in mind that those preconceived notions all come from the lens of our parents and their limited, their limited worldview and their limited box that their parents gave them. Yeah. So in order to, in order to really move through helping a child, it's not just the child, it's the parents. And maybe it's the parents' parents and, and whatever else. Yeah. And when I say parents, yeah. I'm I'm talking any type of parent, whether it's a natural parent, whether it's a step parent, whether it's a foster parent, you know, whether it's a grandparent. The guardian. Any of the yes, the any of the things. Of this, any of adult soul. in a child's life. That's where I'm just gonna go with that. So one of the things that I've really noticed working with children and they are resilient, they are open. They don't, they're as when you are in childhood, you are, that's where you're deciding these things. So if you put them in a box, they're going to try to stay in that box. But if you as an adult are open, not only to, different than what maybe you have that preconceived notion of. So doing your own inner work is going to be like the number one way to help your children, but also being open to learning from your children. There's a lot of times where parents would come in and either they were not in a space to do their own work and they just wanted me to fix their children. And I, I would, I mean, I'm a very blunt therapist. So I'm like, look, Good. that's your stuff. You're your going stuff. to have to work on yourself and your environment <laughs> or your child is never going to change no matter what I do with them in therapy. Right. So the other part of that though is, and I, you and I were kind of talking about that before we started recording is that children are phenomenal beings, the yes. wisdom yeah. insane, but we think because we're older, we have more experience, we have education, that we are smarter than our children. But the truth is, is actually children are smarter than us because they right. tap into their their bodies, they tap into their intuition, they tap into, they might not have the brain capacity or the intellect. So, and when I say this, right, 
a child is not necessarily going to know not to put their hand on a hot burner. Mm-hmm. So it's not the intellect. It's not the intellect. We get to help build that. We get to help them build that. But yeah. when it comes to regulating themselves, actually, children are wonderful at that. It's when yeah. we start to put them in those boxes and you you start to shut down their natural regulation or you don't know how to work with their natural regulation, that's when you start seeing a lot of the behaviors. Or I will also so say that a lot of the medications that that some of the children are on, that but that's a whole nother podcast episode. <laughs> like there's so much to unpack here. The other thing is, is that a lot of the bad behavior that we deem bad behavior is actually kids just trying to regulate themselves And we're saying that this is bad, this is wrong, this is negative, because A, we don't know, we don't understand it. Two, um, we don't want to deal with loud noises. We don't want to deal with phalaline bodies. We don't want to deal, we feel like kids should, like, and adults, we feel like kids and adults should all just be calm and silent all the time. And that is not we're animals. This is not how we were, um, created. So that's, I think the other part it's, they're responding. All they're doing is responding to their environment. They're responding to stimulus and they're responding to energetic buildup in their bodies. That's all it is. And so once you learn what that looks like and you learn how, like as a parent, once you as a parent learn what that looks like and how to manage that, Then I'll tell you that like they kind of regulate themselves, but this is outside of the box for some parents. And I'm very aware of that. And that's okay because you know what? You are only know what your parents knew and they only knew what their parents do. And they only knew. So if you didn't have, you know, if we're not expanding down the line here, then, you know, this might be, make you very, very uncomfortable. Like what I'm talking about or how I'm saying this, Uh, but it works. But I like that because triggering to me and this past few years has been all about triggering and polarization in the media, but it makes you think. And I think that's this whole, the whole point of this is next level. It's like the grocery shopping experience. It might not be for you today. Maybe it is, but it's just the exposure Mm -hmm. from what I glean from what you're saying is a lot of people have to go through a very traumatic experience to start learning these lessons. If we can help that learning curve and just expose someone to the idea as triggering or not as that is, I'm okay. Yeah, to me, that's a beautiful way to expose them. So from your experience, then what are some of the tools you said when parents learn how to understand and manage that regulation Mm -hmm. of energy, then, you know, it's better, it's easier for them to allow their children to be who they are. What are some of those ways that kids regulate that energy, move that energy? And what are some of the tools that you help your parents with, with that? Right. So first and foremost is really working on emotional intelligence. Now I'm going to tell you, I work with adults and a lot of them. I have a very full, very full practice. I work with a lot of adults. I cannot even tell you how many adults come into therapy and they are like struggling to manage their emotions, um, which I'm going to say is, is another topic about being able to manage your emotions. They're struggling to regulate themselves. They're struggling to work with their emotions. And it's because they only know like five of them. They only know anger and sadness and happiness and overwhelm and maybe like one or two others. 
So the first thing to do is to first understand emotions yourself. There are these amazing um, emotion playing cards that you can get on Amazon. I love them. I love them in my office and I use them more with adults than I do with kids. Right. And it has the expression on their face and then we get to learn, we get to learn not only that there are different emotions, but when you, when I look at you and I say, overwhelm, tap into your body and see what your body feels like. Okay. I feel disconnected. Now, when I say anger, tap into your body, see what your body feels like. Okay. You lost me again. And that, boys and girls, is where we lost the incredible soul sister, Nina. <laughs> She's off in the desert somewhere having an amazing time. I have no idea what happened because... During the podcast, I heard her perfectly for the next 40 minutes, and it was incredible. So um, this life requires flexibility. I will definitely have her back on the show again because she was awesome. But uh, I still am going to post this because I think her message is incredible, and I learned a ton. What she did uh, share over the next 40 minutes, I definitely won't do as much justice, but it was basically with her adult clients. She starts by helping them really understand their emotions and how they feel in their body. And a lot of times we'll feel um, one emotion and we label it something else. So she goes through with different tools and cards and uh, what people usually uh, break down or you know push down into one or two emotions. She helps them really understand and feel the difference between those. Once they can see them in themselves, it's really easily uh, uh, applicable in their families and for their children. So that's one of the things that she does that I just loved. Another incredible golden nugget that came from this podcast was um, letting your kids self-regulate their emotions, whether that's like crying or screaming or lashing out, whatever that looks like, obviously helping them be in a safe place to do that and allowing it. And then also modeling that behavior. Obviously, I'm not saying get on, you know, aisle seven of the floor, you know, with the Wheaties and just start kicking it in the uh, grocery store. But if you really are feeling uh, emotionally charged, like showing your children healthy ways to uh, discharge those emotions, whether that's crying, whether that's um, she's a big proponent of shaking. I know in a lot of African tribes, they all huddle together and they shake as a common practice just to help move and like regulate the energy. Um that's what she gives us as an example, or even just being in the car with them and screaming with them at the top of their lungs and, and doing it with the intention of like getting out all the energy that's uh, bothering you and then moving on and now setting positive intentions for the next interaction in space. So uh, it was a beautiful podcast. She's incredible soul, so knowledgeable for being so young. I can just feel the years and like decades of experience and she just has such a great heart about her. So Nina, we love you, girl, this was awesome. Um, despite the technical glitches, your uh, message is absolutely incredible and we'll absolutely share it. And we look forward to having you back on the podcast. And for our parents, thank you for being here as always. Stay beautiful and stay inspired. We'll see you guys next time.